All right, so hey guys, we are back with another episode of Real Our Way. And as you can see, it's just not the Johnsons and the Verdejos, but we have some special guests that we want y'all to meet. We have the Peoples and we have the Burks. We're gonna get a little bit more into who they are, ask them some good questions about the topic today, which is deal breakers, but we're happy to be back with the season two, episode four. So y'all just get ready to tune in, listen, watch and all that good stuff. That's right, thank you sis. So like you said, we wanna get to know our guests. So thank you guys for being with us. We want to introduce Tyrone and Denise, and we also want to introduce Demetrius and Sabrina. But I want to, we want to get to know you guys. So I want to start with Denise and, and Tyrone. How long have you guys been married? You know, can you tell us a little bit about that? How long have you guys been married and where do you meet? Um, so, cool. So we met at Eastern Michigan University, um, my junior year, her sophomore year. Um, and we've been married for five years. We have wow. two wonderful, wonderful little boys, one four-year-old, one one-year-old, and I couldn't be happier. We've been together for 11 years. He left. Oh, yeah, out. we've been together like, for 11 years. We've been together 11 years. My and bad. that matters. Like, hey, she's <laughs> like, don't leave out the part that matters. I earned my stripes. My bad. Like, my bad. <laughs> So anniversary just passed, it's coming up. Oh, what's the deal? With passed, that? June 20th, 2015. Oh, okay. Wow. My best friend is uh his birthday is in June 20th. So that's, awesome. that's a good connection. Sabrina and Demetrius, what about you guys? how do you guys uh, meet and how long have you guys been married? Yeah, we've been uh we've been married 11 years. We've been together for 16. We met through mutual friends and family in uh in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, after I came back home from school and after she came back home from the military. So um, we just celebrated our 11th year anniversary on October 10th. Great. So, uh, yeah. Amazing. We're trying to be like, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, yeah. you said Gainesville, Demetrius. Gator fans? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Seminole fan, unfortunately, this year. Hi. But... Uh, <laughs> But I love the Seminoles, and uh, we have one son. He's nine years old, Cannon. And uh, yeah, so we, we've been together, like I said, um, a total of 16 years. 16 years and counting. Yeah, and counting. He didn't go into detail, but it was actually my cousin that introduced us. So oh, we, okay. it was on her birthday, and yeah. she was dating his friend at the time. So she had like a birthday dinner and invited me and, um, her boyfriend at the time invited Demetrius. So yeah. that's how we initially met through my cousin on her birthday. So, <laughs> and together, but they're not together anymore. <laughs> y'all fell in love with the first look? Was it initially? Say that again? Did y do you guys fell in love with the first look once you guys locked in eyes? Love it. Well, I, I say this. I, I think I did, but uh, it, this will go into the deal breaker conversation because I, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, was, I was too short for her initially, so I had to go on her. <laughs> she said she only dated guys <laughs> six months. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first, first perfect segue into our topic for today, um, deal breakers. So at the beginning of a relationship, you know, people tend to have deal breakers that they determine if they can be in a relationship with someone for the long haul. Mm -hmm. So, you know, deal breakers can include those physical features or, you know, like Demetrius just mentioned, um, educational goals, mm -hmm. um, morals, values, family. family, if they want to build a family or not, religion. I mean, the list goes on, yeah. you know? So we want to get into that today to actually, um, talk about those deal breakers and like how do you deal with that deal breaker you know and you know maneuver through all of that so let me start off with the peoples Demetrius and Sabrina so coming into your marriage did you have deal breakers and what were they okay so um I was in your typical you know, woman that had a laundry list of deal breakers. Um, mine were pretty much simple. Um, I didn't want a man that had kids previously. Um, I wanted someone that didn't have kids because I didn't have kids. 
So that was like high on my list. Um, I wanted someone that was similar to me as far as like their ambition. They had to at least meet me where I was or be better. You know, I didn't want someone that came with, you know, still trying to find himself, so to speak. I was very mature um, when we met each other because, you know, I'm the oldest of three. So I've always been kind of mature for my age. I had gone off to the military. I had done a lot of stuff at an early age. So he had to be, at least he, he had to meet me at my level or greater. Um, and then like Demetrius said, I did have a physical um, look that I would say was a preference. Um, you know, I had always dated men six feet or taller and I liked dark, dark men. You know, that was my preference. Okay. Um, so he didn't fit that, that look initially. But, you know, he he had a lot of other stuff. And you know, another thing is I like somebody that was I could, you know, just get along with on a friendship level. So other than those three basic things, I didn't have like this long laundry list like some women have. Um, and, you know, he he fit all of those things, you know, except for just the physical thing. But he actually, in my opinion, ended up being better. <laughs> Even though he didn't fit the height and the color, which is all superficial. So um, he he had everything else. So yeah. I like to point out that I am five nine, which I feel is five eight and three quarters. I feel like ah! it's so although I'm not six foot or taller, I'm not let it down play <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah, I can honestly say for me, I really didn't have like any like deal breakers or lists outside of just being somebody that I can get along with. Um, obviously, there, there was a physical attribute that I was going for. She fit that. So, you know, for me, it wasn't, um, that wasn't an issue with us. Uh, and so, you know, for me, it was like, you know, look good, treat me good, and then be somebody I can get along with. And we good, we, we, we rocking. A connection, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what's up. Okay, the Burks, Denise, and Tyrone, what were y'all deal breakers? Let us know. <laughs> so, um, I, I was 20. I'm 32 now, so I think I was 20 when we met, maybe. So I didn't have a ton of deal breakers. We were in college, so if you were in college with me, then that was like something good. Like, okay, we we in college, so we still got some time to figure this yeah. thing out. But I know that I wanted someone athletic. I'm a former athlete. I played intramural basketball. I played basketball, ran track. So I wanted somebody who could like match my level of athleticism, and and he did that. And um, it was a little annoying at first, but uh. The only, I didn't have any real deal breakers. Um, deal breakers for, I, I think like the only real deal breaker I had was like, you, you had to believe in God. Mm -hmm. uh, you had to be, at least in my opinion, fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And I think just because I, I did play football in college, like you had to understand like my, my schedule my life, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I had a, a, a checklist of everywhere I had to be all the time, you know what I'm saying? So I needed somebody that actually understood that or understood that lifestyle a little bit because the, back then it was crazy. So that was probably and, it really. And even at the time we met, we both were not like actively seeking a relationship. It was just like, Oh, we met, we had a lot of mutual friends. We would hang out all the time. And then we started hanging out separately without those friends. They like, y'all talking. We were like, well, we just cool. Yeah. Then we ended up having a class together and it was like, we just still friends. So we started studying together and everything. And you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, Going from there. So, <laughs> so were y'all studying each other after a while and not the book? Um, it no. took a minute for us to really say that we wanted to be in a solid relationship. Like we, I think it was like eight or nine months before we even put a title on it. Yeah. Like we both, and not that we were, you know, had other people that was like blocking us or our judgment or anything that we were talking to. It wasn't what we wanted. Like he was about to graduate like that next year. 
I didn't know when I was gonna graduate at the time. You know how that college stuff go. But I did, I made it out. But you know, it was like, um, it, we just didn't want that at the time. But we both had experienced some hardships. And you know, my father actually passed away and like Tyrone was really like there, like that number one person. And my sisters was like, is this your boyfriend? I was like, oh. So, like, you know, like, <laughs> nothing that we were even really discussed either. It was just, we knew what it was like, you're mine, I'm yours, and that's it. Like, we didn't even discuss it until it was like one November. I had asked him, I had just watched the episode of Everybody Hate Chris, and I was like, So, is you gonna be my boyfriend or what? Like, that. you know, <laughs> that's that's a true story, I mean, and that's kind of how it works. Wow, that's good. Thank y'all for sharing and just listening to you all. Um, I can see, and Sabrina, you said, you know, I didn't have a huge laundry list and listening to the Burks, it wasn't like 10 to 15 items of you have to do this, 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 and a third. Um, because I think sometimes we may set a standard high or an expectation high. Um, and when it's not met, we become frustrated and, you know, we don't manage it well. But just hearing that you did have somewhat of an idea of what you wanted that person you're in a relationship with. Was it important for you all to share that, to have that conversation with your, I mean, before you guys got married with the person you're being in a relationship with? Like, did you have that conversation or did you felt like it was important to say, hey, you know, Javon, like, well, like physical features, I want you to know that I, this is what I was looking for. Or was it kind of, let me go along with the ride. Did you have to have those conversations? And I'll ask the peoples first. Yeah, I think um, we, we did have some initial conversations, but you know, when we were on vacation a couple of weeks back, we were we, we would get up every morning and walk a few miles and, and just talk through you know relationship things. And um, one of the things that we talked about was expectations coming into uh, the marriage and coming into the relationship and then how things can evolve and change over time. So I always tell people that you know, whatever you look for in a person um, as an attribute can can also show as a negative in another aspect in life. So for, for example, if you want a person that is, you know, highly ambitious or that makes a lot of money, then that means that they probably won't have a lot of time that they're available to their families. And so you have to understand that there's a give and take in whatever you're asking um, for that person to meet as far as your expectations go. So those are some of the things that evolved over time. I think, uh, you know, the one thing that I communicated to Sabrina when we first got together was that I was extremely ambitious, driven, um, extremely money money driven and focused on that and, uh, and obtaining a certain level. And I think she understood that. But I think over time, then, you know, she had to evolve and I evolved and she had to get used to some of the things that came with that. And I don't know that neither one of us knew exactly what all of that meant moving forward because I didn't know how much time I would have or wouldn't have with the family um, based on my ambitions. And I also didn't know how much that would, you know, weigh on me emotionally um, as well. So. You know, there's there's always give and take in that. So that's that was my perspective. I mean, I'm, she she communicated to me some of the things that she was looking for, and I'm sure those things evolved as well as we talked about when we were having those walks. Um, yeah, I mean, the reality is we met in our mid twenties. Um, so, you know, did we have difficult conversations? Um, like we probably should have. No. Um, you know, because we were still young, you know, and like Demetrius said, as you grow together, I would say, you know, we're close in age and we've kind of grown together, been together for 16 years. So, you know, looking back, no, we didn't initially discuss our deal breakers. Um, I don't even think he probably knew, you know, what my deal breakers were or vice versa. So, you know, I would say if, if, for people out there who are in the beginning of their um, relationships or marriages, that would definitely be something you want to discuss because, you know, things like that do come up. So no, I, I would I would say no, it wasn't discussed <laughs> as far as deal breakers. 
But I think sometimes you, you don't know a lot of your deal breakers until you are already into it, especially if you're, you know, young and you're still um, growing yourself. Um, some things that you may didn't even think about um, kind of comes up later on. So, you know, like I said, my, my list in the beginning was very small, you know, um, and then as you grow, you know, you, you learn more about each other and, you know, you, you um, learn that things that you'd even think about might be a deal breaker, so. That's good. Like you mentioned earlier, understanding sacrifices, you know, you have to compromise when it comes to those sacrifices as a couple. And like you said, Demetrius, if we're, if we're not communicating and understanding each other's sacrifices, that relationship could be hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. definitely. Yeah, that's good. The give and take. You don't know what you're getting into until you're in it and you got to work through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. But and you got, I said something about Evolve. What does Evolve look like for you all from this is, you know, me being ambitious, me, you know, being career and money driven or, you know, I want somebody to match my drive. What does Evolve look like for you? Because we haven't reached 11 years, you know, um, we've reached seven years. But just to hear you talk about that, you know, uh, it, there's wear and tear, but we had to evolve. Does that mean that you let things go? How, what does that look like for you all? No, I, I don't think it means you let things go. I just think that you have to you have to readjust your expectations for that person. So, Compromise. for example, you know, when I was early on in my career, um, you know, I had a I had a role with a company where I was home a lot and I worked from home and. So I had a lot of time to do things around the house. I had a lot of time to do things with our son when he was young. And that started to, as I started to move up in the organization and, and get other roles, um, that started to decrease, right? And so those things, I was, I was not able to do those things as much as I was able to do them before. If you're just looking on the surface level, it would look like, oh, you're making more money, so you just don't want to do those things anymore. But it was the fact that I just had a lot of time. You know, I would, you know, leave the house at maybe seven in the morning and get back at the house at two or three o'clock in the afternoon. And I just had a lot of time to, you know, participate in the, in the cleaning and the cooking and taking care of our son. And then as I moved up in the organization, I just had less and less time and I was traveling more. I went from the home more. So I wasn't able to do those things. And um, we just had to adjust the way that, because I think when you first initially, specifically when you have kids, when you, once you start having kids, you develop a routine mm -hmm. and you get used to that routine. And then when one, one person in the marriage starts to stray away from that routine, whether it's because of career or otherwise, it's an adjustment, man. And sometimes there's tension there because, you know, both people have to have that compromise and understanding that, okay, this person is not going to be available as much as they used to. They're not gonna be available to help out. So, you know, you just have to adjust and evolve over time. That's good, good advice. Thank you for sharing. Sabrina, did you wanna add a, how does that like, how did you adjust or when it comes to those expectations evolving? I think, you know, that's when communication just is key. You know, you have to communicate, you have to be honest with each other and let, you know, your spouse know how you're feeling and just, you know, discuss things that are difficult because if you don't, it just kind of builds up. So I think compromise and communication um, are the two biggest things, um, you know, when you're dealing with, with things like that in your marriage. Awesome. Compromise and communication. Those are some gems. Thank you guys for sharing that. So on to the Burks. When we were talking about deal breakers, and again, you all didn't have a very extensive list, but you just said, you know, this is what I needed from that person I'd be in a relationship with. Did you feel like it was important to have those conversations? And did you have that conversation with each other of this is what I'm looking forward to, or this is what I need? In the beginning, no. I was 20, he was 21. Like I said, we didn't even want a relationship at first. And it just kind of progressed to that. And I'm thank God that it did. But I honestly, and it may have been, took a while for us, but 
I don't think we really had those conversations till I was around 25, 26. Like he asked me a question the other day, like if I can go back to being any age, like what would it be? And I said, probably around 26. And I feel like 26, that's when I started embracing the hand that I was dealt and started like trading out my bad cars for some good ones because I was determined to make it. So at that age, that's when I started having hard conversations with myself. Mm -hmm. I, he, he and I started having hard conversations like, do we really want to get married? What's our expectations of being married? What's your expectation for a wife? What's your expectation for a husband? Because it's not what we see on TV. And I didn't grow up in a two family household. So I didn't have an example of what I thought a mother should even be. I will say that too, because my mother was on drugs. So it was a lot of things that I was missing in my childhood that I was scared to even take that next step with. So that's why all my hard conversations came about, even with myself. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, like we were, we were really, really young when we first started, you know, dating or talking or whatever you want to call it. So like, it wasn't too much of an expectation. Like we knew, you know, what we wanted, like in a physical sense, but every 21, 20 year old kid knows what they want in a physical sense. At least they think they do. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So for us, when we actually, you know, like the reason why we actually liked each other so much is because we could converse on an intellectual level. You know what I mean? Like we were already in college. That was like an expectation for me. Like. Bet. I can't date a girl if she didn't go to college. You just so happen to go to the same one I'm going to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it just worked. And I think it was, um, you know, something that was, for, for me, I believe, was just like, she really, like, cares. And she shows me that she cares. And I think that's a, that, that was a, a big part of us really, really liking each other because we were really, like, friends first. Like, we didn't, like, portray it like we were talking or, just trying to do whatever like we were really just friends first for a long time and uh kind of kept it that way you know and everybody else around just wanted it to, to force the issue or why are you talking to her or you know what i'm saying it was weird like that for a minute but for us it was just like yeah man she's cool he cool like we kick it and it's cool and it just kind of grew and evolved so so denise i got a question for you so looking back I heard you talking about uh, dealing with the cars and trading those bad cars for good ones. So now that you look back at times, do you think those, do you realize those bad cars were deal breakers uh, for you uh, individually? You know, hindsight is 2020, and I say it all the time. If I can go back and have a mind at 32 that I had at 22, I, I might be the president right now or something. <laughs> <laughs> My whole train of thought is different. But um, I do appreciate every card that I had in my hand in my 20s because it taught me to be the strong person that I am today. Even yeah. though I have deal breakers and I, you know, still have some flaws that I have, but it's, it's all me and it's all made me me. So I kind of lost my train of thought. What did you say again? <laughs> no, just do you realize that those cards, the bad ones, were your deal breakers? back then at, at 20, no. but at, at 20 no at 26 i started realizing that those they were deal breakers for my own development too and um like i said i had mentioned that my mom was on drugs she was on drugs for a very long time my dad raised me and that's one of the reasons why we had custody of my sister but one of the things when i sat down and had like a real transparent conversation with her she had said denise if you really truly love yourself you wouldn't put yourself in risky situations because in my early 20s i was doing what early 20 year old girls would do and we don't have to get into a whole lot of detail but she was like you have to turn around and ask yourself do you truly love yourself and it and it took a while to click like these things our parents tell us when we're young when you get older you think about them like this is what she meant so when I was like 26 I don't know what hit me but I really sat down and I was like this is what she meant about loving myself and putting myself in risky situations and it don't have to be like a risky situation riding a car with somebody but risky situations drinking and smoking like that's risky to your body mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you thank you for sharing Good, good. Yeah, we're going So I, I have a question for the peoples and the Burks, um, and spe specifically around the deal breakers that you all have. Have you all 
as you all have progressed through marriage, um, specifically, you know, what were some of the deal breakers that you guys decided to just drop? Just let go. I'm not going to worry about that anymore. What were some of those deal breakers that you just kind of stopped caring about? It wasn't as important initially as you went into marriage and as you evolved, you learned to kind of just, you know what, that doesn't even matter anymore. Go go ahead, Tyrone. I got it. I got it. I promise the light bulb just went off. I promise. <laughs> it was much for me that I, I can think of vividly that I was just like, you know what, it's cool is the time that I helped you take your hair down out of your braids. What? Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Dead serious, man. She had like some micro braids and <laughs> taking them down. And we had to, I don't know if we had to do something or if I wanted to do something. And it was just taking that long. And I was just like, yo, I gotta help her or something. And I was like, and as I caught myself, you know, you catch yourself doing something. And I was just like, I really like this girl. Aww. Like, and it was like that. And I was like, man, I'm helping her take her braids out. Like, this is crazy. Like, I would have never seen myself doing that. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that was something like I didn't realize it was a deal breaker, but I was like, I'm helping her take her hair out. Like this since, is crazy. Since you're bringing that up, it was a deal breaker if you had pulled out some of my edges. Micro braids, you know how tight they are around the edges. And I'm like, if you, we not gonna make it. <laughs> but I didn't. We did, that would be really good. That's funny, because let me tell you, he pulled out a couple of my edges. I think he did it on purpose. I had some goddess locks one time, and they were taking forever. And I promise you, I was going to work, like, trying to swoop something around. And so never again. Thank you for the help, but never again. <laughs> Even now, like, I tell them, I, I joke around, but I was like, we not going to make it if you toss my wigs around the closet. Like, put them where they supposed to be. Like, they have and everything. Like, stop playing with me. <laughs> I help. Okay. I just get in where I can fit in. Like, don't, you don't have to clean that area. Like, leave them alone. Like, they, they just, like, like. So what what about you, Denise? Did you have any deal breakers that you just decided to just toss out the window? Not gonna worry about that anymore. Oh, it, it might sound crazy, but I would say like cheating. So and oh. and I, I say that because like we we never cheated on each other but we have been around like some intense cheating scandal divorces and all of that other stuff that people been going through and i know in my heart of hearts that tyrone is a great dad he's a great husband but so i i tossed cheating out the window and replaced it with having a kid on me so it was just like you know if you cheat on me we can work it out like i will try my best to work it out and forgive you but if you have a child you on me i don't know how i can work that out that I think that was like mutual. That was something that never really like talked about, but like like she said, we've seen so much nonsense, honestly, around us with like friends, friends of friends, family, family, you know what I'm saying, TV, you know what I'm saying? It was just so much impact into that. It's just like, listen, I can get over you cheating on me, but if you have a kid on me, listen here, bro. We gotta talk about something. So it's like that. And I, I think that was kind of like a mutual, like non, discussion but discussion type of deal so mm -hmm. okay okay and, and what about you sabrina and demetrius what, what did you all have any deal breakers that maybe you evolved in and you just threw it out the window hey can't worry about that we got to move past this um like i said i think initially i did i didn't have a lot of deal breakers but once you get into a marriage you um you learn yourself more and I feel like I developed things that I I wouldn't say were deal breakers but things that um really I had a hard time dealing with that I had to let go um but I wouldn't say they were deal breakers meaning that I would leave my marriage for it but they were things that I really had to um pray about it and and talk to you know close friends and family and really you know, wrap my head around it um, because I knew I didn't want to leave, leave my marriage. But these, there were some things that were very difficult for me to um, to get adjusted to. And one of those things was, um, well, there's a couple of things, but one of the things was kids. You know, I wanted more kids, 
Uh, well, actually just one. I always wanted two kids. That was like my dream. You know, every woman, you know, have an idea of, you know, what, how many kids they want. And I did, I was raised in a big family, um, extended family, and I'm the oldest of three. Demetrius was more of a smaller family. He has one sister, but I always wanted two kids. And I thought that that was kind of communicated, you know, early on in our relationship before we got married. But he, on the other hand, didn't want more kids. <laughs> so that was a that was something that was very difficult for me because, you know, I wanted another child. But I've since kind of let it go at this point because, you know, we have a nine-year-old and I'm 40. So um, that's something that, like I said, wasn't a deal breaker, but that really hurt me because, you know, I wanted, I wanted more kids. Um, I would say another thing I know he discussed about being away from the house a lot. He has a very demanding job and he travels a lot. And I was raised in a more of a stable family where although I wasn't with my mom and my dad, but I was raised mostly by my grandparents. And they, I was just raised in a more stable home where there's a, a mother figure and a father figure. And the family did a lot together. Um, holidays, birthdays, we just were more family centered. Demetrius wasn't raised that way. He, his, he was raised a lot different from me. So, you know, I always envision, and this was one of those things again, that probably should have been discussed prior to marriage, but I always envision more of a family, like, <clears throat> you know, being together a lot, eating together a lot, you know, doing, and we do do those things, but I always envision more like um, him not being gone away for as, as much extended periods of time. So that was something that I had to get used to, but the compromise with that is that, you know, he is, a, he's a great father. He's a great provider. He's, you know, he's faithful. He's hardworking. There's so many other things that, you know, overshadows that one little thing. So these are things that I mean by you have to compromise and look at your spouse and say, hey, you know, he may not be this issue, but he has so much other stuff to, you know, um, that supports other things that, that you're valuable, you know, that you have value in. So I would say those were two things that I had to really um, pray about and, and wrap my head around and, and really um, let go, so to speak. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And thank you for the transparency. You know, you definitely don't have to, but just to be real about, you know, yeah, this is what I want, I got it, or I didn't get it, but I prayed about it. And to see the, the bigger picture versus it may not be here, but we are okay, you know? And you guys made it to 11 years. So I think that speaks volume of the give and take, the compromise. So that's cool. Yeah. What about you, Demetrius? Um, you know, I, you know, for me, it was, uh, it wasn't a deal breaker, but I think that um, one of the things that I had to get adjusted to was, you know, her having, uh, the passion that she has for her career. I've always been so focused on my career and my ambitions and passions and where that was gonna take the family. I never, I think walking into a relationship with anybody, I never, I never factored in that this person would contribute to that. It was more along the lines of, you know, I'm gonna be the breadwinner, I'll have a house, a housewife, whatever that may be, whatever that looks like. Um, you know, and and that's the way it's, that, that it'll be. And when I met, you know, Sabrina, she obviously had, you know, multiple degrees as well and, you know, pursuing her her career. And uh, I never really factored that into the, the, uh, the equation. And so I think for me, my biggest adjustment going into the relationship and as the relationship evolved was trying to factor in you know, her passion for her career um, and making that work, you know, because me being more practical, it's like, okay, if I'm making, the, if I make the most money, then we gonna move when I say move, 
you know, when it comes to where we're going to live, where we're going to, uh, you know, go, all those places, it's going to be based off of my career. And, uh, you know, the biggest adjustment I think I had to make in evolution time was, you know, making sure I factored in her passion um, because I know that that was attached to her happiness. And so, you know, for me, it was more along the lines of making sure that I was doing the things that allowed her to pursue her career in education in a way that made her happy. Mm. All right. All right, my man. So, uh, so Denise and Tyrone, question for you guys. So now you have, you, you have your checklist, right? When it comes to the deal breakers, you talked about that. But what advice would you give someone who has their own checklist of deal breakers. What advice would you give uh, those married couples or anybody that's in a relationship? I I would say, um, you know, we all have, like on our checklist, we all have some non-negotiables. Like there's some things that we are absolutely not bending on. But I will also say, uh, take time to get to know the person because sometimes those minor things on a checklist are just that minor. And like, I think Demetrius said uh, and, and Sabrina like it's some things that you just have to like take the good with the bad with no one's gonna come with the complete 100% package but if you get in that 80% that 90% some of those other things you can work out like it, you're gonna have some rough times you're gonna have some tough times and it's gonna be some things that your spouse is not going to change. Like, let's be real. They're not going to change everything just to be with you. So like, just be real and communicate, compromise, and sometimes just agree to disagree and let go. And just remember to pray about it because when God is not at the center, you will not have peace. Tyrone? Yeah, honey, um, I, I... Man, shoot, I couldn't say it better myself. Honestly, that that's that's where it's at. A lot of it for me, you know, was praying a lot. <laughs> um, like I, I'm I'm definitely that guy. I stop in the middle of anything and I'm I'm praying. Like I don't care what's going on, what we doing, you know what I'm saying? So if it's if it's something that we have to agree to disagree, you know, um I think that's you know, the biggest advice I can give someone, you know, and also too, if you have the thing in your mind, like, hey, just deal with it, get over it. It's not worth it, trust me. You know, so if you really want to be with this person, y'all figure it out and you'll get past it easily. So that's probably my biggest advice. Write your, write your checklist as you go. Yeah. Sabrina and Demetrius, same questions for you guys. What advice would you give someone? You know, for, for me, it's uh, it's all about communication, man. You, you can't communicate enough. And I fell victim to this in, throughout our marriage, and I've just started to figure it out that as a man, you tend to want to only communicate the successes. You don't want to communicate the hardships and some of the issues that you may be having at work or that you may be going through uh, emotionally or, or mentally, you know, because of your, your career. And you do that because you think you're protecting your significant other, right? You don't want them worrying or putting extra burdens on them. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, what you're doing is you're coming home stressed out and because you're not communicating what's leading to that stress, you know, your significant other doesn't know. And so you end up creating tension within your household because of that. And when I finally started to realize I got to communicate to Sabrina what it is that I'm going through on a daily basis at work, she started to understand and it, it made all the difference in the world because we started sitting, sitting down on the couch and talking through those things, right? And because it was understanding and more communication, I felt that she was more understanding of, you know, my situations and we were making adjustments for each other. So that was the biggest thing. And I would just say, just communicate, communicate as much as possible. You can never communicate too much. And I guess I would piggyback off of what Denise said. Um, just, you know, a praying, you know, um, you know, you guys, both of you seem like you guys are prayer warriors and you pray a lot, but you know, not all marriages look like that. You, you know, you have some marriages where you have one person that's more spiritual, more, you know, into the church, you know, um, pray more and you may not, your spouse may not be that way. So I feel like, you know, 
when it comes to things and you feel like you're it's out of your hands and you can't really you feel like you can't fix it yourself um and you've tried and you've tried to communicate it but it's not a deal breaker for you i feel at that point you know and you just you, you have to pray about it and just stay faithful like i said in, in my um advice just stay faithful and, and and pray and just know that you know in due time you know things may change things may not change but um for for me you know things have always worked out for the good and for the best so i'm always um stand fast on that you know that on my faith and that god has not ne has never failed me you know and things may not he may not answer your prayers at that moment but it's always right on time when you need it so i would just say you know like denise said just pray um for for each other pray and 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 stay faithful thank you if i could add one thing i would say um just not let anyone form that list for for you you know as us as women we talk to our friends amongst our friends and they be like oh girl i wouldn't date no dude who do that like okay if you want to date a dude who do that then do that like you know don't let no one else form that list for you or scratch things off the list for you or add them onto that list for you that's very good great advice yeah, yeah. Thank you. yeah. and try to like i think also you know um, form a union with other successful married couples, um, you know, because I think, you know, when once you become friends with other couples, you'll realize that sometimes big issues that you think you may have are really not that big. And you, once you learn about other things people may be experiencing in your marriage and, and you look at yours and you like, whoa, thank God I don't have that. So you realize that you know, think the grass is not greener for one, um, and things aren't always what they seem. You know, other married couples that may seem like it's perfect on the outside. Once you get to you know learn about them and know things, you realize like, wow, this really isn't a deal breaker. This really isn't the issue that I'm portraying in my own head sometimes. So I would just say, you know, find some unions and friendships with people who have successful marriages. Um, and kind of rely on them and talk with them and not always your single and, and not always your immediate family too, honestly. Um, so that would be something that I would also say. I completely agree. Um, and, and, and to piggyback off what you were saying, you said the grass is not green on the other side or you find out something that may not be a deal breaker. You also find out that people are going through the same exact thing as you or they may have went through that too. So you sharing that experience with them and I'm like, oh girl, we already been through that. Like, and I'm like, y'all still made it? Like, yeah, you gonna make it too. So, it, and not just any married couple, you gotta find some of the right married people too, because there are married people who are still doing single things and that's not what you wanna be around. Like I said, I didn't have that good perception of what a mom and a, and a wife should be. So I have to like really show my, my boys that that's my goal to show my boys my husband and my sons that a mom is going to be this a wife is going to be that so when they get older and they start trying to find their wives they know what it, they have a solid a solid foundation of what they're seeking yeah this is good y'all like nuggets and gems just being dropped um before that's the and Demetrius, I'm over here learning from them. I'm over here, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all too, the Burks. I mean, I think this is real. This uh -huh. is what it's about. I mean, we we definitely appreciate you all. Again, we had Tyrone and Denise Burke and Sabrina and Demetrius Peoples on, you know, whether it's our YouTube or our podcast that you're catching this. But this is um, real talk. We appreciate you all for taking the time for sharing your experience, because that's what it is. Like you had to go through, it's not, I read a book, I think this, but it's just over time, you've learned, you've grown, you've evolved. And the three top things that I've heard between both y'all was to communicate, to compromise and to pray. And I think that prayer is the foundation, but just to understand that you also need those other pieces to have that marriage, you know, or relationship, because everybody may not be married who's hearing this, but just to know 
okay, we can make it, we can do this, or, you know, how to surround yourself with people. So we thank you so much for just being on. This is our first guest appearance for Real Our Way, and it's not definitely the last one. So thank y'all from the bottom of our hearts. We're, we're gonna this just- is, This is what black love looks like? Yeah. Christian marriage. <laughs> It's not not about being perfect, but it's about loving your spouse. And being real, being transparent. Yeah, and adjusting, and readjusting, and readjusting, and readjusting. Sometimes you gotta adjust so many times, but you just gotta keep being willing to readjust, and readjust, and readjust. Like, it's gonna happen. That's good. Willing, willing, willing. There's no, no, there's no, like, feeling. It keeps going. Like, you gotta keep. Man, yeah, that's one of the things that attracted me and still keeps me loving on Tyrone. Like I said, I have we have full custody of my 17 year old sister, and I know that's not something easy, and that's not something that anybody could have done. But when my mom had relapsed at that time, he was like, We're gonna go get your sister, we just gonna do this. And I'm like, Really? Like, I, I've, and at 20, I didn't have a whole lot of solid relationships in my life at that time, but it just was his willingness to take on this this task with me because it, it's a hard thing to do and raise somebody else's child that's not yours. So I love him and I thank him from the bottom of my heart because I can't do it without him. Yes. And these men, we got some great husbands, y'all. I mean, we know y'all know y'all got some wonderful women, but. Ladies, we got some wonderful husbands. Just, I mean, the blessing. That's awesome. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, Tyrone, Demetrius. For real, y'all, y'all do it. Like society will paint. Society will paint another picture of what you know black men, men are, and what they don't do. But can we talk about what they do do? And from like Tyrone said, I help my wife take out her hair. Somebody else will like take out the hair, like. No, that's love, you know, like I like I had to listen to my wife and her ambition for her career, like just different things, like to hear those, like that's what it's about. It's not about this is what I'm going to be, you take it or leave it. No, like we grow together. So. We're in career right now because we just moved. We, I'm switched. I switched a whole to a whole totally new region. And I'm, he really hearing the career thing. I come home every day like, let me tell you. Let me tell you what happened. They did not do this in Michigan. Like, so, it's a, he's hearing it for real. Yeah, I'll I just add this. You know, I think it's important for, you know, the men on the podcast that we communicate, um, you know, the positive images of marriage to, you know, younger guys because, you know, growing up, I didn't, I didn't see it and I didn't hear it. Um, there's a there's a stigma in, in, I think, every community, but specifically the black community, um, where men try to actually take you away from commitment and give you advice that's not in alignment with finding your woman and taking care of a woman and sticking through things because it's not seen as cool or whatever it may be at the time. So I think it's important that, you know, for me, having somebody that I could relate to, that I felt that was, you know, quote unquote cool, that had a great marriage, that was important to me. And I I didn't see that a lot, but when I did see it, I held on to it. And I held on to that advice that those men gave me um, about marriage and why they were committed to their women. Um, and, And those are the things that I think we have to take and pass on to the next generation because they're gonna be looking for that. And it's, it's so much in the media that tells them not to go that route. So, you know, I think it's our, it's our obligation and responsibility to make sure that we communicate that not just to our children, but to any young man that we find out there in the streets. Yeah, yeah. All righty, well, thank you, Tyrone and Denise and Sabrina and Demetrius. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, so we're going to wrap today's journey up with prayer as God sees fit, okay? So let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Um, Heavenly Father, we come to you on this Sunday, Lord, to just say thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord, and your covering over these four marriages. Lord, we ask you to continue to bless us. 
Lord, we ask you to continue to allow us to share your vision of marriage, Lord. I repeat, your vision of marriage. We pray that you continue to allow us to be equally yoked through you. Father, we thank you for your checklist, Lord, the checklist that you have put in our lives, Lord. Please allow us to continue to navigate through the path that you've told us to go through. Lord, shine your light on us so we can share share what you've called marriage to be to others father we pray that the people who are listening or watching lord are able to take something from this father we just say thank you lord and in jesus precious name we pray we say amen amen amen, amen. thank you guys thank you well guys that's bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. 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 our way truly appreciate our guest couples the burks and the peoples um, as always, catch us on our YouTube channel, on our podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, Google, um, and just show us love. Continue to be there and support. We truly, truly appreciate it. I want to just do a plug right now for the Burks. We do know you guys have your own um, married channel on IG. Would you like to share a little bit about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, you got to check us out, man. Um, married Views Times 2 on Instagram, um, Instagram Live every Thursday, uh, 9.15. We got uh, whatever topic we come up with um, every Thursday. We always go live. We encourage everybody to, um, you know, join in, men especially, uh, you know, just to see what we got going on, hear it, chime in, chat, jump in. If you want to jump in, let us know your perspective or your idea. Most of the time, it's something that you know, it's funny, but it's real and it's us. We always go over stuff that we talk about that we've lived or living, you know what I'm saying? So it's just something that uh, we created a few years ago and we've been back rolling, so we, we appreciate it. Yeah, I think most importantly with Mary Views, we just talk about our experiences. Like we, we talk about things that we have been through, we are currently going through, and right. it's, and it's been a few to times we done looked at each other like, you felt like that for real. Yeah, don't like, uh, we, We're completely transparent man. on there. Yeah, don't jump on expecting to hear some wild stuff and all of that, because if we talking about it, we've been through it. But if we ain't talking about it, we ain't been through that either. So right. throw that out for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? So people be throwing in little, hey, y'all should talk about this. We ain't been through that. So I can't. I ain't cheated on my wife. You know what I mean? I don't have any outside children. And these are our first kids together. And these are our right. only kids. So, you know, just want to, you know, throw that out there, man. Mary View Time Sue, so we appreciate it. So. Awesome. All righty, guys. Thank you for tuning in. It's been real. Bye, thank you. Bye.